Welcome to Around the NBA with Chris and Eric. I'm Blazerland and Rip City 2's Chris Craig. And I'm Anna Cordes Washington's Eric Milligan. And there I am. And <laughs> number seven, we have 20 more NBA news for you guys. Uh, teams are filling out their rosters. Uh, a lot of other stuff happening around the league. Um, we have uh, preseason in, in the week. It's over a week, so training camp in a couple days. Uh, a lot going on, and uh, we have Streak Finder back tonight. We have your questions, of course, and uh, without further ado, we'll get to it. News and highlights: uh, Blazers uh, center Hassan Whiteside uh, has signed a one-year deal with the Sacramento Kings after not being re-signed by Portland. Uh, he kind of fell into the depths of the free agency and what is the thing with Hassan Whiteside Chris you've had a whole season watching him as a Blazer fan why does he have these incredible stats but I mean we had we had Dame CJ and Hassan Whiteside basically injury free the entire season and we didn't win half our games whereas the year before yes we we didn't have Amina or or, uh, Harkless and yes Hood and Collins were injured and all of that etc etc but I mean, you look at Miami, the minute they got rid of him, they went to the NBA Finals. What is it about Hassan so Whiteside that makes his stats so empty? It's his inability on the four to, to make his teammates better. When he plays, it's kind of like he plays separately from the team. He doesn't play with the offense of the team. He plays off of the offense of his team. Um, he doesn't help play defense. He doesn't help on pick and roll. But he blocks shots. Uh, he he blocks shots. Yeah, he blocks shots. He gets rebounds. And he'll score his double digits, you know, on a nightly basis. But he kind of, he, it's he's kind of in his own box. He's kind of in his own box. Uh, why, is, games. why is Nurkic better? Because Nurkic makes his teammates better. He the, he the offense flows through. He lets the offense flow through him. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't just stand there and get the ball and dunk. He actually comes out. He does the pick and roll. He passes the ball terrifically. Um, he can shoot multiple plays on the floor. Uh, he can you know stretch the offense uh, or stretch the defense. Uh, and Hassan's not stretching the defense because he's sitting inside, so teams know where to go. You know, they know he's going to stay inside. He's not going to. They know where he's going to be, but. Nurkic well, when you go for a lot of when you go for a lot of block shots, it can be bad defense because then they get the the offensive rebound because you went for the block. True. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I just sneezed. <laughs> and also, you know, the opponents know he's going to be there in the post, so they know that's they're going to shoot where he's not. They're going to come on his offside. A lot of times you'll see, you know, t- the opponents come on the offside of his home white side and get easy buckets because he's too slow to move over, you know, and cover the other side of the basket. You know, they'll they'll fake him out. They'll have a guy come out and fake him out and then pass to the other side and, you know. So it's he's. Well, why did he go from playing, from getting paid twenty seven million to getting the minimum? Like because his attitude. Uh, you know, he has a bad are, attitude. He, he has a bad attitude, especially about coming off the bench. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not any, really any teams in the league that, need, that you know, that needed a starting center. 
per se. And, you know, most teams, if they were going to sign him, he would need to come off the bench. And he has a bad attitude about coming off the bench. He had a bad attitude about coming off the bench behind Yusuf Nurkic. When Yusuf Nurkic came back, uh, you know, we saw Whiteside, you know, one game he's terrific, and then the next game he's pouting off the bench. He's playing lackadaisical on both ends of the floor. He's not, you can assemble, he's not in the game. His head's not in the game. His mind's not in the game. His heart's not in the game. And it's it hurts his team. And so teams are scared to pay him a big amount of money when, you know, he, even though he's getting those stats, he's affecting his team in a negative way. Right. Well, there you have it then. But he's back in Sacramento where he was drafted, uh, you know, where he started his journey. He's back there, so that's kind of ironic. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and we'll see if he helps the Kings. I mean, they just lost Bogdanovich. So, I mean, they're going to get worse mm-hmm. anyway. Um, I don't know that Sun's going to do a whole lot for them. We'll see. Um, some other Blazers found their new homes as well. Winning Gabriel. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans. The Pelicans on a two-year deal. Yep. Yeah, that's, that one hurts. Uh, I was really hoping the Blazers would resign Gabriel. He's, man, that's yeah, tough. Uh, Jalen Horde signed a two-way with the Thunder, and uh, as did Moses Brown. Good for Moses. Moses is a terrible basketball player, but maybe he'll be good someday. <laughs> well, he's a big dude, right? You, you know, he's have to grow, he has to get some muscle on that body and get some more time in. See, we'll see what happens. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins has signed with the Houston Rockets. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be starting probably. I don't know if he'll start him at center. Or Christian Wood. Or if he'll come off the bench. Because they've been Man. starting uh, P.J. Tucker car forward, and they just got uh, Christian Wood, so I don't know. Is DeMarcus Cousins at 100% now? I doubt it. I mean, he's, right. he's, he's as close to it as he's going to be. He's not going to be the same player. I mean, three years ago, three years ago, Westbrook, Harden, and Cousins is the best team in the league. True. Three years ago. Yeah, but... When Westbrook that, was that better, was when DeMarcus was cousins, cousins was the best center in the league. Yeah, that was a different Cousins, though. Different Cousins, different Westbrook. Yeah, and different Westbrook. Well, not, I mean, not really. Westbrook's the same. <laughs> He's always the same. <laughs> yeah, he won MVP one year somehow. Um, well, hey, Blazers fans, here's some good news. Uh, oh. The NBA has denied the Lakers' application to erase Luau Dang's contract from their books. They owe him... $5 million a season for the next two seasons to <laughs> his contract out. They're trying to get off of it. I guess they thought, since they're the NBA darlings, that they could say, hey, get rid of this, and the NBA would have listened. But the NBA's like, no, you can't show her that bias. you got to keep paying. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Lakers. Maybe next time. Uh, sharpshooter Nick Stauskas has signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. Really? Laser Nick Stauskas, yeah. Was he in the NBA, NBA last year? He was not. He went over to Europe to play. Wow. Yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. So that's like where our shooting guards go. Like Wes Matthews went there. That's where they go, yeah. Pat Connaughton went to the Bucks. Yeah, they like our, our And now Stauskas. I guess we develop yeah. our shooters well. Yeah, they like our shooters. Do you remember Stoskis' first game for us? Yes, I do against the Lakers. First game of the season against the Lakers, and he just kept hitting three after three after three. We're like, I know yes. we thought he was going to be so good, and that was we it. Did. Like, he never 
had a game like that again as a Blazer. It was insane. We ended up yeah. getting a Rodney Hood for him. Yes, we did. We traded. Yeah, him we and, traded uh, him and uh, Wade Baldwin the third, the fourth. Wade Baldwin the fourth. The, the fourth. fourth. Yes. The fourth one. <laughs> yes. yes. Sixty-four-year-old uh, NBA legend Marquise Johnson lampooned Aaron Gordon's uh, dunk in the swim dunk contest over Taco Ball by jumping over two actual tacos and dunking the ball. He still got it. If you haven't watched this clip, guys, go out there and watch this clip. It's pretty funny. Uh, he actually has his, uh, I think it's his grandkid, come out with two tacos. He puts them on the ground. He jumps over these tacos. He runs, jumps over these tacos, and dunks the ball. Kind of. Kind of funny. But it's pretty funny. you got to see it. Uh, here's, a, here's a funny one for your, for your uh, funny bone. Uh, LeVar Ball has said the Lakers owe him a thank you card because he gave them incentive to win the championship. <laughs> there you go, LeVar. He said, heck no, they're in the bubble. They're in the bubble, and all this stuff goes right. Like I told them, they need to send me a thank you card on the fact that I gave incentive to win. I said they'd never, ever, ever win. You know, that was, they was talking about the whole, the whole, they were talking about that the whole year. What did you say last year that somebody remembers? That's how I'd be living in people's heads, just so they can say, I told you, told you that you was wrong. I still go to the bed, take my nap, eat my donuts, and I don't think about nothing. They've been thinking about this for a whole year. Nice. So he's saying Love because well, Bar Ball is saying because he told him that they would never win without Lonzo Ball again. That it gave him incentive. Yeah, that it gave them that it gave him incentive to actually go out and win. But good for him, man. This guy's ego. Yeah. <laughs> good for him if that makes him happy. Yeah. Uh, the Morris twins, Markeith and Marcus Morris. Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> Marcus teased his brother that the $64 million Markeith just resigned for the Lakers with will look good in their joint account. Yeah, Marcus Morris gets $64 million contract. Markeith gets the vet minimum. They're vet the minimum, same yeah. guy, though. Right. Pretty much, yeah. They're twins. Yeah. So they share the same bank account, so Crazy. it's just a good $66 million for both of them. Right. To share. 34, yep. uh, 33 33 <laughs> do you think they ever switch places? I think they do. They should. They should. Like if they're playing each each other's teams, they should switch places for a night. Yeah. And see if they can get away with it. Yeah. I wonder uh, awesome. how different they are in terms of like the, the people who know them well. Like how different they are in terms of like knowing the difference. Because, I mean, they do the same hair, the same beard, the same tattoos. Yeah, I mean, they could do it. Yeah. Have you ever had Have you ever had identical twin friends? I have not. Yeah, I was no. in a show with identical twins once, and it was hard to remember which one was which. I've had students. I had to like. I was like, okay, twins. this person looks slightly or like this. You've had students. Yeah, I've had stu I've had students who were identical twins. And did you and were you able to easily differentiate? Well. Like, I had one in my class, and then one was in another class. On the oh, uh-huh. You know, whenever I'd see them, I, 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 it took me a while. At first, it was very hard to differentiate, but differentiate them, but after a while, you know, I saw, I started to see differences here right. in their appearances and right. how, they act, how they acted. Right. I got to know them, and so then I was able to see who was who. 
You ever see that movie about the triplets? That was out last year, I think. I can't remember what it was called. But it was about this... Basically, what happened was there was this guy. He started a school at this college, right? Or he he was transferring to a school. He transferred to a college, something like that. And uh, he gets there, and everybody starts acting like they know him. Someone comes up and gives him a kiss. Someone's like, hey, how you doing? And then they're like, what is going on? And then he gets to some guy and the guy and he introduces himself and he was like, why is everybody like acting like they know me? And they're like, whoa. And they realize that the person they know was looked exactly like him. So he goes and meets him and he's like, holy cow, we're twins. And he had no idea that he had a twin, right? Right. So then they're in the newspaper because it's a big story on TV and in the news. These two twins that were separated, they like met each other. And there was a guy who looked just like the two of them who was like, oh, no, those two guys look just like me, too. (laughs) So they were triplets that were separated at birth. I can't remember what the name of the movie is, but it's very good. Very good. I actually waited tables. They, They ended up opening a restaurant in New York called Triplets. And it wasn't until I watched the movie that I realized that I was watching the movie about the people that started that restaurant because I actually waited tables at that restaurant for a night. One night, I thought I'd never wait tables again, but I waited one one night at that triplets restaurant. Right? Yeah, I've never seen, I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard stories about twins who were separated at birth, and then they like run into each other later in life, and they. They meet each other and they talk about their wives and like it, their wives have the same names, their kids have the same names. Yeah. They have the same amount of kids. Yeah. Like they have the same job. Oh, here we go. Three like identical this. strangers. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. This documentary kind of takes you on like a journey because like at one point you're thinking, oh, wait, they have so many things in common. They didn't realize they did. But as the movie right. like investigates, there's actually a lot that the that the boys do not have in common. And it's an interesting, like, case study in, like, nature versus nurture and, you know, um, you know, blood versus, like, how you were raised. And um, The only movie with triplets in it I've seen is the triplets of Bellevue. Oh, that cartoon? The French animated cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I believe it won won some awards. Yeah, it was very good. It did. I think it won Best Animated Film, or it was at least nominated. I think. I think it won, actually. It did? But, yeah, it's a good movie. That's similar triple movie. I've Don't they all ride bicycles or something? They do. They all ride That's bicycles, it. yes. <laughs> the old ladies. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should uh, watch right. that. Uh, the Lakers have resigned Costas Antetokounmpo. Quampo. Okay. Uh, they got to keep him on the team, man. You got to have an Antetokounmpo on the team to be a champion. Right. So, they resigned Costas quick. Uh, the NBA, excuse me, uh, Clay Thompson had surgery to repair his Achilles on Wednesday. And the NBA granted the Warriors a designated player exception. Well, there you go. That makes sense. So basically that allows the Warriors uh, to offer an elite player in their seventh or eighth year of contract a contract price at 35% of the team salary cap. Who are they going to sign with that? I don't know, but that's a a good deal of money. So they could get somebody. There's not really many star-level players out there. Maybe they can sign someone and then trade them. That's true. They could. Uh, Kai Bowman has signed a training camp deal with the Clippers. Hmm. 
Dang it. I was hoping he would sign a two-way with Portland. Yeah. Uh, been, do we have any two-ways? We signed uh, Blevins. What? I did not Is know he, about this. What? Yeah, Damon Lillard's, I think it's his, it's his cousin or his friend. Uh-huh. Blevins. Is he, what position is he? How big is he? He's a guard. All right. Tall guard? Short uh, guard? Keldrin Blevins. He's six, oh, he's six, six. Oh, he's nice. He's a shooting guard. Well, that'll be interesting. Is that like a 15th man on our roster or is that a separate thing? Are two ways a separate thing? No, it's thing? a separate, it's a two way. Right. And he's uh, our only two way? People, it feels like maybe it's more of a uh, favor to Damon Lillard rather than signing somebody that can actually maybe help us. Right. Um, is there going to be a G League this year? No, there will be no, I don't, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't think so. Why would they be like risking traveling all over the place playing for empty arenas? But there were those, weren't there those guys who chose not to go to college and signed like lucrative deals with the G League for like $500,000 a season or something? And now they're not going to get their G League? Yeah, that's a bummer. But yeah, I I, wonder, I'm looking that up. Did, yeah, I mean, did you hear? Up. Did I, you? I have not heard. Because it just it. seems like a low priority. But at the other, on the other hand, like there are a lot of basketball players who depend on it. Right. Season happened this year. Uh, despite much about the G League campaign being unknown, the NBA and its players union have agreed to a start. To, right. Um. Will there be a G League this season? The uh, 2021 season has not yet officially been confirmed. Spokesperson for the league informs Jordan Schultz of ESPN that they are committed to playing a 2021 season. Um, yeah, October 13th, there was an article that said season in jeopardy amid COVID-19. Yeah. G League season could be bubble format in Atlanta. Okay, this is from two days ago. G League season could be bubble format in Atlanta area. I mean, it makes sense. Do you really want like G League teams traveling all over the country? No. To play, and they don't have like private jets, do they? I don't think they no, do. You know, they're already doing with. They go commercial, you know, don't they? The, they do. I believe they do. Yeah, I know the NBA is already trying to deal with the NBA and making sure that works. So, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, Noah Vonleh is signed with the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a hawk. After the Kings decided not to match Atlanta's offer sheet, Bogdanovich was originally thought to be headed to Milwaukee before the deal fell apart. Bogdanovich was uh, Giannis's actually it was Giannis's first choice free agent. He wanted Bogdanovich over anybody in free agent in the free agency. Mm-hmm. So he's probably not very happy. Yeah, no, he's probably not. They lost Malcolm Brogdon uh, two seasons before, you know, last yeah. off season, and then they get Bogdan but lose him. Can't be good. I'm sure Can't he's good. like he and the and Bucks fans are probably like Drew Holiday better be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, <right? laughs> we don't we don't know if he's gonna fit or not. I mean, remember how like. Everybody was going crazy about the fact that Mike Conley was signing with the Utah Jazz. 
people yeah, are like, this is going to make the Utah Jazz so good because they're getting Conley. And Conley never worked there. He never really fit in. Yeah. So you don't know if Drew Holiday is going to work there or not. We'll see. We will uh, see for sure. The Houston Rockets have re-signed Bruno Caboclo, uh, Jay Sean Tate, mm. and they signed Mason Jones to a two-way. So they're filling out their roster. Mm. Uh, the Suns, of course, re-signed Dario Saric. Oh, good. Uh, he was he was a restricted free agent, so no no one went after you know no one tried to go after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jordan has donated two million dollars to Feeding America. So good on you, Michael. That's yeah, you know. that's great. Uh, Brandon Ingram resigned with the Pelicans and agreed to a five-year extension. And Bam Adebayo signed a five-year extension with the Miami Heat. Mm. So they will both be with their teams for years to come. Uh, the Lakers have waived Jordan Bell. But he went somewhere else, right? Or no? Oh, he went. He went no. to the Lakers, and now they waived him from the from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And now nice. he waived. So he's a free, I believe he's still a free agent. Okay. Uh, the Raptors signed DeAndre Bembry. Okay. Uh, Jay Brantley resigns with Utah. Uh, the Cavs re-signed Matthew Dalladova. Mm. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez signed with the Pelicans. Alex Wynn signed with the Raptors. With the Raptors, yeah, I heard that. So that helps them in their front court a little bit after losing both uh, Marcus All and Abaca. Yeah. They signed Alex Wynn, and of course they signed Aaron, Aaron Baines. So. I was listening to... Um... Which podcast was I listening to? And there were, oh, the, the No Dunks podcast, which used to be the TV show The Starters. And um, there, two of them are big Raptors fans. So they were talking about how, you know, they lost Serge Ibaka, Marcus All, but they got Baines and um, Alex Len. And then they were like, Baines, you know, he can shoot the three. He could be really helpful shooting the three. And they were like, yeah, well, he only made like one three a game or. Yeah, uh, last season, but then they were like, "Didn't he shoot like? Did he make like nine threes in a game once?" And I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, <laughs> you remember that game? Yeah, he had I'm nine sure threes. Though, he had nine threes you know, against the Blazers, and they're all laughing about it. And I'm like, "Oh, don't remind still me." Have lost out a little bit. I mean, uh, Lynn and Baines does not equal Ibaka and Gasol. We'll see. Yeah. They're clearly playing it cool and keeping their options open for next year. Right. Um, so they're going to roll with what they have. But they want Giannis. Not to mention um, somebody like, you know, Rudy Gobert is a free agent next year. True. He could be the kind of player that teams like Toronto could look at if they don't get Giannis. I could see him being tired of playing, playing in Utah. Yeah, so. yeah. So they could probably give him the most money, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, eat the Suns have signed Etwan Moore. Mm, good. Shore up their roster. Well, uh, I'm looking at that right now. Etwan Moore is on the Suns. Yes. And Dario, Cameron Payne, Chris Paul, Abdul Nader, Cam so they Johnson. Have a, they have a pretty good roster. They're Chick Diallo, be... Jay Crowder, Javon Carter, Mikhail Bridges, Devin Booker. Dondre Ayton and Tyshawn Alexander. I think they'll be a seventh or eighth seed in the West. Yeah? Yeah. Can you guess? Um, you know the top 
top two paid players on the team are obviously Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Who do you think is the third highest paid player on the Suns? Um, probably they're either probably either Crowder or their their center. Aiton. Um, yeah, Aiton, because he was number one pick, so he has right, he makes nine million. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, Jay Crowder. Know, Jay yeah, Crowder's fourth. Cole and Booker, they have pretty small yeah. contracts for everybody else. Yeah, Booker's getting that's twenty. Booker's yeah. only getting twenty-seven million, so that's good value. If he's going to be good a, value, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Chris Paul's forty-one million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what. But if he gets them to the playoffs, it's worth it. It may be, yeah. They're they're going all in. They're the playoffs or the or the, or the play in. I think at least. The, yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, through the play in, or um, do you think they'll make it outright? I think they'll make the playoffs. I mean, uh, you mean you a know, top the, six seed? Well, two teams got two teams will. You know, the Thunder are not going to make the playoffs this year. That leaves a spot for somebody else. So the Suns can be that team that sneaks in. But what about um, the Warriors? The, do you think the, the Warriors are going to make the playoffs? The Warriors will be on the without Clay Thompson. They'll be in the, on the you know in the race for the play-in, but they could miss out still. But they'll be they'll be in the play-in probably. I wanted to tell you about this play-in. article that I was looking at before uh, we started our podcast today. Yeah. NBA.com has an article called "Spotlighting the Eight True Contenders for the 2021 Season." Right. Right. They are the Bucks. The Heat, the Brooklyn Nets, the Boston Celtics, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Blazers! And the Blazers! They use the word true contender, dude. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, when the Blazers traded for Enos Cantor, Damian Lillard texted him and said, we're winning it this year. Yeah! Yeah, it's good to so hear. Let's do it. Yes, that's right. Good to hear. That means he's yes. excited. He always likes his teammates. You know what I mean? He always yeah, wants the good, best yeah. for his teammates. So he's always like, I remember, was two years ago, I think it was in training camp, and they were asking you know, what do you think about you know the transactions and the team you got this year? And he's like, I love her. I love my team. You know what I mean? He's like, I love her. No, he didn't say my. He said yeah, our. And you know, he he's just, like, he's I love our team. With- He's not playing with all stars. He's not playing with all NBA players, but nope. he doesn't complain. Nope, he doesn't complain about it. Yep. Well, I mean, I there was that. Fun. There was that picture I sent you. I'll read it here. Is uh, since 2015, Damian Lillard has played with zero MVPs, zero All Stars, zero All NBA teammates, zero Defensive Player of the Years, zero Six Man of the Years, zero Rookie of the Years, zero All Rookie teammates, zero Coaches of the Year. And hasn't complained once. One of a kind. Nope. One of a kind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's not many, if any, other players at his level that you can say that about. Yeah. That's mm. awesome. That's right. Uh, the Bulls have signed Garrett Temple. I believe it was with the Brooklyn Nets last year. Um, NBA All Star Week in 2021 in Indianapolis has been rescheduled for the 2023-24 season. So they yeah. were supposed to have it this year. They're supposed to host this year in Indianapolis. So I don't know if that means that the NBA is just being cautious, not knowing if they're going to be able to do it again. The fallings, you know, they're not doing it this year. Wait, season. what are you talking about? 
So the Indianapolis, so Indianapolis was supposed to host the All Star Game weekend this Got season. it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they've been pushed back to the twenty. 23-24 season. So whichever team's season was supposed to do, the 22 is still doing it? I don't know. Do they have well, it that do they have it several years? Or I think they, they do. In, I think they give them a couple years to, to prepare. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah. no All-Star weekend whatsoever. But there will be a no, short no. break. For there will be an All-Star break. Up. No weekend. No games. Right. Yeah. Uh, Marco Bellinelli is returning to Italy. He signed a three-year contract with Virtus Bologna. <laughs> yep. Uh, he last played for the Spurs. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I was probably butchering that team name, but... Uh, you did your best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say Bologna. That's, you know, no. uh, or Bologna. No. Bologna. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Cavaliers have acquired Rajon Tucker in a future second round draft pick from Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, M- the NBA has released the 2020-21 preseason schedule. Oh, the nice. Players, who are we, who the will play the Kings at home on Friday, December 11th, and then at home Sunday, December 13th. And then they will play the Nuggets twice in Denver on the... 16th and the 18th of the season. So who do we play on the 11th? We play the Kings on the 11th and the 13th. Got it. So we play the Kings twice and the Nuggets twice? Yeah, but we play oh, the Kings it. twice here in Portland. Yep. And we'll play the Nuggets twice, both games in Denver. Got it. That's cool. You get to warm up on the Kings. <laughs> so I wonder That's a great way is... to get started. I wonder if this is an example of what we might see in the regular season. Right. Schedule with Go to Denver, play playing. Denver twice, be done with it. Yeah. Right. And then you know, I think that makes sense. Come here, play us twice, be done with it. Yeah. So we might see that actual actually reflected in the actual twenty 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 one schedule. Yeah, I would love that. I think it'd be fun. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Be like, let's play Denver. Oh, we lost them. All right, let's play them again. Right. <laughs> kind of like in the MLB. <laughs> you know, totally. It's like baseball. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Nick Batum, who was waived by the Charlotte Hornets, has signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. So the Clippers, both the Clippers and the Lakers have an ex-Blazer. Yes. Wes Matthews and Nick Batum. And Nick Batum from the year we were supposed to be contenders. Hey, where's Robin Lopez, by the way? He went to the Wizards. He went to the Wizards, Wizards. right. He's going to be starting for the Wizards. Got it. Wizards could be good this year. Yeah. And John Wall I think healthy. he went there because that he could start there. Yeah. yeah. I think he got tired of coming off the bench and not getting very many minutes yeah. in Milwaukee. Yeah. He wanted to play. Yeah. We'll see if and he I gets there. he wanted a new mascot to bully, so he's got one in, in D.C. You know what, though, about Batum? What's he's that? He's not good. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I, you know, I was a fan of him while he was with the team and all, but like after the way we just completely collapsed that season against Memphis in the playoffs, and he like couldn't shoot straight and stuff, I just thought, no, I'm done. When they said that we were trading him, I was like, that's fine. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and they wondered after like after we traded him if he would get better, but he, didn't. he hasn't. No, he didn't. He was probably at his best with us. Yeah, he's one of the worst contracts in the NBA. That's why the Hornets waved him. Him and now he's 
playing for the vet minimum, I think, with uh, the Clippers. So we'll see how he does there. So does he personally was supposed to make like he was supposed to make like twenty seven million this year. So if they're stretching yeah. it, say over three years and making it nine million, nine million, nine million, is that in reference to the cap, or are they actually stretching out paying him? You know what I mean? Like, well, is it is it a number in a book, or is Batum only making nine million from the Hornets this year, and nine million next year, and nine million the year after that? Well, it's both. It's both. He'll, so they're going to stretch it out. They're going to make it work to where uh, they can stay under the under the luxury. You know, they're going to, because, you know, Shining Gordon Hayward sent them up to that ceiling. So they're, you know. Right. They're probably It's probably going to be more than three. It's probably like five years or something like that, or four years. But does that mean Batum know, doesn't little, get the money until all those years? Yeah. So he'll get, you know, five million or eight million a year. Even though he was guaranteed to make 27 this year? Yeah. Because they, and but he agreed, I think he agreed to that though. Like, you have to agree to a stretch? I think you have to agree to a stretch. Okay, that makes sense, right? I mean, if you like yeah. signed a contract saying, in 2021, I'm going to make $27 million, and you bought a new house, then they're like, actually, we're only going to pay you I'm $9 million sure this year. I'm pretty sure they sat down with them and said, hey, look, you know, it's not working out here. We want to bring in Gordon Hayward. Right. I'm sure you want to go somewhere else to be right. with the winner. You know, um, we're going to go ahead and stretch and wave you. What do you think about that? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Here's what we're going to do. Wave you, and then he goes and signs with the Clippers. Right. Got and it. So he'll make the he'll make the minimum from the Clippers, but he'll also get paid. So the Clippers and the Hornets are both paying him this next season. So that's funny. Um, former NBA player Nate Robinson was KO'd in the second round of his boxing match against YouTuber Jake Paul on Saturday. Nate Robinson's match was. Uh, Oh, I heard about this. One of the lower card matches, and before the Mike Tyson uh, Jones Jr. match. Mike and, Tyson uh, fought. Yeah, Mike again? Tyson and and Roy Jones Roy Jones Jr. When did they? When was this? It was Saturday. Oh, I didn't know anything about it. Who won? And uh, in that fight, it was a it was a quote unquote draw, but Mike Tyson won. Wow. They're saying they were calling it a draw, but Roy Jones Jr. was. I saw him at the gym once. Really, when I was Mike in Tyson L.A. Was, he won every round. When I was in L.A., I saw him at the gym once. It's kind of cool. He also yeah, did Robinson, he went he did a one-man show. Off, he did a one-man show on Broadway about 10, 11, 12 years ago. Oh, he did? He oh, did. He did a one-man show on Broadway. I went and saw it. He's oh, talked wow. about his life and stuff. Cool, man. Yeah. Um... Well, speaking of Broadway, I saw so the I saw people from Broadway. They were doing the Thanksgiving parade. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. So they were able to get together and do that, or they not? I know they're they prob- doing other things. The shows aren't happening, but they got I together. Maybe they could f- film. They could like do the they show, did and the- film it, and then broadcast it or something. Um, one show is a couple shows. One show um, that's about Lady Diana, Princess Diana, called oh, Diana. Right. That was yeah. supposed to come to Broadway this last season. Yeah. And but they ended up Netflix ended up picking it up. I believe it was Netflix and they put the whole cast and crew into a bubble in New York uh, uh-huh. and um, filmed it and it's gonna be on Netflix. Right. Um, oh, cool. And I think they still want to be on Broadway too when Broadway reopens, but that probably won't be till 
almost a year from now. Um, and then the other thing, though, that's kind of cool, speaking of Netflix and musicals, is there was this musical on Broadway like two years ago or even like a year and a half ago um, called The Prom. Very fun musical, very fun score, very happy show. Um, and Netflix picked it up immediately and made a whole new film. It didn't use any of the Broadway cast, but um, got Meryl Streep and James Corden and all these people to do a movie version of it for Netflix. And it actually comes out this Friday. I'm really looking forward wow. to it because it's a it's a really fun show. So cool. yeah, I'd I'd look out for a best picture nomination for it actually, just because yeah. it's it's so it's so much fun, and I wonder if the Oscars will uh, recognize fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should, right? Right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. According to NBA sources, the Rockets will indeed end up trading James Harden. Likely to the Nets, despite their... What? Really? What? What? what, what? They are trading him? They're going to trade him. Who said this? According to NBA NBA sources. NBA sources. Unnamed NBA sources. Suspicious shadow figures in the NBA. And most likely the Nets? The Nets. But could be another team? Realize they can get the max value out of him now, rather than waiting later and getting less. Right. You'd think something like that would happen soon, then, so that they could... You know, go right, forward with the, the new season. Se- like, do they want to go into the season without a deal made? It might. So we might see one happen before the season. So keep your ears open, your eyes open, and all right. Who knows? Maybe my next episode we'll be talking about the James Harden trade. So. Oh, interesting. Uh, and then will Thompson. we hear about the Westbrook trade? Or is nobody one? That's less likely, but <laughs> I don't think anybody wants. You know, the Wizards only want to trade for him anymore. They're keeping James. For keeping Wall, John Wall, yeah, keeping John Wall, they don't want yeah. to trade for Westbrook anymore. So, yeah, I think that was their only avenue uh, at this point. So, I don't see him being traded. Got it. Uh, Boston big man Tristan Thompson has officially became become a U.S. citizen. The Canadian-born big man fulfilled his last requirements this past week and has received his citizenship. Congrats, Tristan. All right. Welcome to the U.S. Congrats. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, the NBA has released some new COVID protocols for players returning should they you know, contract COVID-19. Um, and they've also said that, it, uh, quote, it is likely that some staff, players, and other participants in the 2020-21 season, uh, nonetheless, will test positive or contract COVID-19 particularly as the virus remains prevalent in particular team markets and surrounding communities. The occurrence of independent cases, i.e. cases not spread among players or team staff, where a small or otherwise expected number of COVID-19 cases will not require a decision to suspend or cancel the 2020-21 season. It seems like the uh, way they'd be most likely to catch it is... You know, going out at night and going to clubs and stuff like that, where they're around in a enclosed area with a lot of people. But are those clubs all clo- closed? Like, are all the strip clubs in Portland closed? Yeah, because uh, when I was sure there driving were. Uber, I was driving NBA players to and from strip clubs. I think I I think they're actually open there, but they're doing they're doing things differently. They were doing drive they were doing drive through <laughs> uh, earlier in the pandemic. What drive-through like strip that. club? What? 
Yeah, they had like a they like put up areas with like tarps and stuff where you could drive oh, in the car in. Wow. And there'd be like a stage and then Wow. Apparently. That's what I've heard. But um But yeah, just on the road. I just think of like NBA players on the road. Um but um I don't think they're gonna be allowed to do any of that. Right. I think it's going to be very strict. And if a player does test positive for COVID-19 or to return, they must, these are the musts, at least 12 days have passed since the either the player's first positive test or conclusion of their symptoms. So they have to quarantine for at least 12 days. The player is asymptomatic and there are no concerns about reinfection. A team doctor has cleared the player to return. <coughs> And the team doctor has reviewed the case with a league doctor who offers no further objection. And just like in the bubble, players will be tested daily. But the requirements after positive tests are more stringent. So they're getting more stricter with their rules because they're not doing a bubble. They're playing all the games in the team's home markets. Right. So they have to be stricter about what they, yes. you know, their protocol. Yes. Um, Is Golden State and, still thinking about letting fans in? Are they even allowed? They're, I think they're still trying to figure it out. I don't think it's going to happen. It's right. not going to happen. Okay. Uh, also, are there other teams uh, that player, are allowing people in the suites? Have we heard anything about that? I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to start the season with no nobody, no fans, and then we're, we're going to start seeing maybe suites used. Um but, you know, maybe socially distanced people in the stands. But uh, we probably won't see that till the second half of the season until after vaccines have come in, started mm-hmm. to happen, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's happened. So uh, I don't anticipate any fans, though, at the beginning of the season for any team. And in terms of, like, announcers, are Lamar and Jordan um, doing it from home? They'll do it from the, from the Motor Center. They'll, yeah, do it from, yeah. they'll just watch it on yeah. TV and comment that way? Right, kind of like they were doing for the bubble. For yes. the bubble, okay. I believe so, yeah. Um, also, uh, any player exposed to someone with COVID-19 may not enter a team facility, participate in any workouts, or interact with other players or staff until a team doctor performs a medical and risk exposure review <clears throat> and the team doctor clears that player to return. So again, they're getting very strict with their rules for... I just wonder what they're going to do for games that are Blazer games but that aren't on TNT or ESPN. They'll have their two announcers won't be in the building, so they'll have to be in their studio and motor, like you said. But, like, they won't even be able to have, like, a post-game interview. I wonder if Brooke Olsendam is going to be able to travel with the team. You think you'd want at least one media person with the team who can interview them, like, or are they just going to do, like, Zoom calls in, like, a Zoom room or something? I don't know. But I do know this. Again, they're going to have uh, a hotline. They encourage, uh, they say all players and team staff are strongly encouraged to report any potential or actual violation of these protocols by any individual to the league office or may report anonymously through an established NBA hotline. Players may also report any potential or actual violation to their team and or to the MBPA. Mm -hmm. So... We're going to have the Tattletail Hotline again. So, like I'm saying, these, these players aren't allowed to do, they're not allowed to go out and party. Tattletail Hotline. Or, you know, 
So, who was it? Lou Williams that went to the club? Well, I just feel sorry for like the single guys. I mean, the people that are married or have girlfriends and stuff, that's one thing. But the single guy who's in his 20s who wants to go out and have fun and meet people and go to bars. Well, they can do that. And this, they can do that during the summer, during the off season. They're making millions of dollars. They can they can make the small sacrifice for a few months. Okay. While the season's going, I you know I think it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, like I said, a lot of those places are closed anyway. Right. That's it for our news and highlights. It's time for Streak Binder. Streak Streak Binder. Streak Binder. Streak Streak Binder. Streak Binder. All right. Um, <laughs> So today's streak finder is a special. It's a. It's an. I was thinking about uh, as. You know, I was looking at past Blazer seasons, and I was thinking about their seedings, like what their longest streak was, uh, in terms of seed, like like how many years in a row did they have a certain seed? Hmm. Well, I know we recently so had the the three seed back to back years. Yeah, we had uh, uh, the third seed in eighteen and twice. nineteen. Yep. Yeah, during the uh, yeah we had, but we had the same seed four years in a row. Do you remember when that was? The same you know when seed. That was? Probably in the nineties when we were getting bumped every time after Drexler left. Nope. Um. Um. I don't know. You tell me. We were the ninth seed, four seasons in a row. The first oh, four quick. seasons, the Blazers were in the NBA. Oh, wow. And, and top eight made playoffs back then? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we were ninth from 70 to 74. Mm. Four years in a row. Mm. Um, and then there were uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um Streaks of two seasons in a row where we had the same seed. Well, like I said, there's the 18 and the there was 19. One, there was one seed that we had three times twice in a row. Can you guess what that one was? The 8 seed. No. I don't know. The 6th seed. Hmm. In the 90s? There was um, a, after we went to the finals in 92... Um, then, like, we got knocked out of the first round a lot. <laughs> 93, yeah, so 94, we 95, the, 96, so we 97, 98. Two times in a row from 78 to 80. And then from 2001 to 2003. Mm. And then from 2009 to 2011. Ah, uh, okay. But we were, we've been six seed more times than any other seed. Mm. Nine times. 78 78 79 79 80 85 86 95 96 97 98 2001 2002 2003 2009 2010 2010 2011 nine times wow there's one we there's one Three seed, yes. Four and five seed, we've been. I think. I know we've been the five seed. Okay, so this is the second seed, the four. It would have been hard for us to get the two seed for a long time because the the top two seeds went to um, division leaders. Like one, one went to one division leader, one went to the other one. 
So you were either first or third. If like, like when the Lakers and Blazers were the top two teams in the West, Lakers were right. first and we were third. And and I know we've been eight before. I know we've been um, obviously. We, you just said we've been six, six and fifth. I know we've been fifth a bunch of times. Um, seventh. I'm trying to think of the times we've been a seven seed. Um, uh, I'm gonna say it's the seventh seed or the second seed. Mm. We've been the seventh seed five times. It's the two seed, isn't it? We've been the second seed once in uh, 98, 99. So what's the seed we've never been? We've never been the 14th seed. Oh, the four. Oh, you're talking one through 15. <laughs> one through 15. Oh, okay. Talking all the way in the West. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, there weren't even 14 teams in the West going back too far. There wasn't. No, there wasn't. So recently. Oh. Uh, and we've been the 15th once, the 13th once, the 12th once. But we've only been the two twice. seed once. We've been the two seed once yeah. in 98, 99. Yeah. We've been the first seed three times. Wait, we're 99, we, were the two, we weren't the two seed. We were? We, we were the second seed, 98, in 99. In 99? 98, 99. Yeah. Right, well, there was no 98 that year. It was just a 50-game right. season in 99. Right. And that's when we went to the conference finals. We were second in the West. Somehow I thought we were the three seed. Oh, no, we, that's right, yeah. because the one seed was the Spurs. We were the third seed the following year. The one in seed was, we were the third right, seed. Right, the one seed was the Spurs, which means the uh, Pacific Division leader, which was us, was the second seed, and then Utah was the third seed. I think that's how it worked. So then San Antonio and Portland met in the conference finals and got and Portland got swept. We were the third seed seven times. Nice. The first seed, like I said, we were the first seed three times. Yeah. In 77, 78, mm-hmm. 90, 91, and 91, 92, of course, yep. when we made the finals. Yeah. So that uh, one-day-year team. Yeah. Um, so the other streaks, the Blazers uh, were the seventh seed uh, twice, in, uh, twice in a row, twice. Hmm. Twice in a row, twice. Old. Yeah, they're the eleventh seed twice in a row, twice. Dude, you did some serious work on this. Yeah, and then like I said, they were in the sixth seed three different times, two times in a row, two years in a row. Wow. Nice work, dude. Yep. So that's our streak finder. Yeah. And uh, we have questions and comments from you guys, which we appreciate. We'll be answering your questions, and here we go. Uh, first one is from Angel C. He asks, do you know what Biggie is going to do? Boy, we have no idea. We were just talking about that. Yeah, He's, so Caleb Swanigan is still listed on Wikipedia as a Blazer. As a Blazer. On NBA.com as a Blazer. Yeah. But he's not a Blazer. The Blazers have not re-signed him. He's a free agent. It appears maybe he's not going to be playing next year in the NBA. Maybe he'll go to Europe, or maybe he'll take some time off. I think he's dealing with some issues, personal issues, and uh, might need to take some time off for that. He might not ever play a basketball game again. We don't know. Um, he's the only Blazer from last season's team uh, that we did not resign that has not resigned somewhere else. It's too bad. I uh, wanted to see him do well when we I drafted feel, yeah, him. I feel bad for him. I hope that he's doing all right. We haven't heard any new, like much news since 
uh, you know, the thing happened on Twitter with him posting all the strange stuff and uh, deleting it, and then he didn't uh, go with the team to the bubble for personal reasons. So, uh, yeah, I hope the best for him, and I uh, hope he's doing all right. But, yeah, there's not much news on him. He has not signed anywhere else, and he's not a Blazer, so... And the Blazers will not resign him, not going to resign anybody else. Uh, second question is from Cal. He says, which Blazer leaving this offseason hurts you the most? Which Blazer leaving this season hurts us the most? Yeah, this offseason. Well, hurts you the most. we lost Swangin, as you just said. We lost Whiteside. Hazonia. Uh, I think he's saying personally, which one hurts you the most? Uh, besides, who, who, who hits you in the heart? Right, but I guess Horde. <laughs> he was good. Really? Yeah, I thought Taylor Horde was a good player when he was out there. Like yeah, I was I fine. Too. I was cool with it. I think Wendy Gabriel hits me. The I think uh, Wendy was to nice return. to have too, though. I mean, he has so much potential. I mean, he just leaves it all on the floor. Yeah, and he comes out there, no fear. Doesn't matter who this guy is playing. He can play with Ron James, Anthony Davis. He'll come out there and he'll play. He doesn't care. Right. I love that about him. Right. And you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, he's just an end of the bench guy. We're not going to miss him. We have Harry Giles. We're not going to miss him. Right. You know, Harry Giles is better, but we are going to miss. You know, he's going to do well in in uh, New Orleans, and we might regret. We'll see. You know, New Orleans has when we play has New other Orleans, big guys. They do, but, you know, he could come out at small four or something. He could, you know, especially when, you know, ex-Blazers like to, you know, have big games when they play. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what Winnie does. Yeah. He might be uh, sorry for letting him go. Right. I mean, and it will be very sorry if this is like his breakout year now. And Yeah, my heart's <laughs> not broken about any of them. Yeah. But like I said, I thought Horde was a really competent player. Yeah, he was, and that's. I, I thought the Blazers would resign him as a two-way lease. You know, I was surprised. Hey, that pro- that one probably he, surprised me the, the most. The Thunder signed him, right? The Thunder did. Is he a two-way him. though, or is he? He's a two-way. Right, he's still a two-way. He's still a two-way. Yeah. Um. Analysts keep saying Portland had the best off-season in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. I have heard a few even say the Blazers are second. To the Lakers. Do you think the Blazers are the second best team in the West, Jen? It's it's fun to think that right now. You know, you like it. You like it when people are confident in your team. What kind of people are talking about us in the way they talked about Utah last year, and it didn't work out so well for Utah. People are like, Utah's right. made all these changes. They're clearly the best team. But I think Lillard moved from like superstar to super duper star last year um i mean he scored 60 points three times last season wait did you say utah made all these changes last year last year when they got ed davis and bogdanovich and mike conley everybody was saying that the jazz were a contender and this year we get and and they weren't and this year we get all finishing what six seed Seventh seed? Um, who did they play in the first round? They played the Nuggets. Six seed. I don't think they're better yeah, they than the Yeah, they were the Blazers. six seed, right. But I'm talking you about know, last... The Nuggets got worse? I'm talking about last year. Right. Um, right. That last year, everybody went crazy for the Jazz, and now everybody's going crazy for us. 
Um, Lillard made a jump from superstar to super duper star. And um, people are recognizing, I mean, he won MVP of the bubble. And people are recognizing that, like, he's good enough to carry a team to a championship if you put the right players around him. People consider him that good. Um, right. So that's like exciting to see and hear. Um, so even I was listening to that No Dunk podcast earlier today, and they were talking about what five games do you want to see on Christmas? They were like trying to name the 10 teams that should be on Christmas Day, and one of the teams they said was the Blazers because they got Damian Lillard. Like Damian Lillard is considered that high level of a star now. Right. Like a star that people want to see on, play. I on Christmas Day, I don't think, since we played... The Sonics. No, no, we've been on since the Thunder. The Thunder. Uh, we've been on relatively recently. Like we played the Nuggets or something like that. NBA Christmas Day Blazers. I know we have a really good Christmas Day record. Like we have one of. Oh, here we go. History of the Portland Trailblazers on Christmas Day. Um, this article is from a year ago, but um, yeah, Blazer Manics have been especially the team has the second best Christmas record in the league, fourteen and four. That can that includes a thirteen game win streak spanning from nineteen seventy two to two thousand seven, and a signature wins over the Lakers in nineteen eighty three and two thousand. Um. There you go. Franchise records on Christmas Day. Points, Brandon Roy, 41 points. Uh-huh. Rebounds, Dale Schuttler. Schuttler, 19. Schuttler. Schuttler. And uh, assists, Andre Miller, 15. Most points scored, 141 versus the Lakers in 1983. Fewest points scored, 88 versus the Bulls, 1971. Largest victory, 20 versus the Lakers in 1983. Largest nice. defeat, 21, versus Bulls, 71, and Jazz, 2018. Well, there you go. Yeah, so we yeah, got crushed by the Jazz. We got crushed by the Jazz two years ago. Day. Let's do it. Oh, the Jazz, that's right. Yeah. I think they'll do something like um, Portland-Denver or Portland-New Orleans, something like that. Or maybe Portland-LA. Rematch of the... They'll probably put they'll probably put the Lakers against the Clippers. The Clippers probably yeah they're they're already playing the Clippers in the preseason. And then they've got the war they'll probably do something like the Warriors and the Nets. Oh right, probably Durant versus his old team. Durant, yeah, the return, yeah. So, Uh, but yeah, are the Blazers second best in the West? I mean, they're top four. They're top four. Mm you know, it's a good question whether they're second or not. Denver got worse. Utah, I don't know. If, I think Blazers are better than Utah. The Mavericks are going to get better, but are they better than the Blazers? With, I mean, Doncic is amazing, but are they better than the Blazers? I, I mean, know. it all depends on how good Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington truly are at defense. Right. Yeah, that's to make a break. When we, had Aminu, when we had Aminu and Harkless in there, we were a very good team. Maybe we weren't a championship right. team, but we were a very good team. Yes. Then we let them go, and we thought we're going to hand the reins over to Hood and Collins, and those guys got hurt, and we had a bad right. year. So now we've got Covington and Derek Jones Jr. to kind of fill those roles, even though Hood's coming back probably off the bench, and Collins isn't coming back till next month, I mean, uh, January. So, I mean, I think it just really depends on how well 
Covington and Derek Jones Jr. Uh, fit in with the team. I'm excited for Covington just in fact that I went to the Houston Rockets message board and they were calling Covington their second best player, saying he was better than yeah. Westbrook. And when I look up the, the stats, Covington didn't even shoot that well from three for them last year. So he clearly does a lot on the defensive end and a lot of intangibles that helps a team win. Yeah, and uh, and then our our, our friend Chris Horadal from uh, Underdog Podcast, you know, he he texts us both when the when the deal came through because uh, he he has ultimate respect for uh, Covington since he's a Sixers fan. Right. So he was like, "You're gonna love him." So I was like, "Well, all right." <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yes. Nice. No. Been anticipating having that guy on our team. He's like the perfect piece. Yeah. Uh, to go with our team, we needed him. It's awesome. Next uh, question. Carl asked, how good are the Hawks going to be after their sneaky offseason? They added a lot of players. They're going to have high expectations. They added Bogdanovich, Rondo. They're finally going to have Galinari. Uh, Galinari. They're finally going to have um, Capella. Capella didn't play for them last year, but he will play for them yeah. ostensibly this John year. John Collins. They got. Yeah, I mean, they got, uh, they got Trey, they got, uh DeAndre Hunter. Cam yeah. so Reddish. They got a lot of young guys. They got a lot of veterans. Yeah. They're going to be good. So be a good team. you know, it's about are they are they a the top six team or are they a playing? I think team? they're top four or five. I think they're a top four team. Really in, in the, the East? East? Okay, yeah. I'm going to name Eastern Conference teams, and you're going to tell me if they're better than the if they're if the Hawks are better than them. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, are the Hawks better than the Bucks? No. There you go. Are the Hawks better than the Celtics? Maybe. Whoa. Are the Hawks better than the Heat? No. Are the Hawks better than the Sixers? Yes. What? Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Are the Hawks better than the Brooklyn Nets? No. Okay, so we've got three teams ahead of them now. Brooklyn, Boston, and Milwaukee. Yeah. And what about, are the Hawks better than the Raptors? I think so. Are the Hawks I think they will be. better than the Pacers? Yes. So you've got the Hawks at the four seed in the East? I said four or five. Wow. Celtics will probably be four. They'll probably be five, but they're up there. Wait, so who? Your top teams are the Bucks, the Heat. The Bucks. The oh, no, Nets, you have them the better Heat. than the Heat. No. I oh, don't. No. The Bucks and the Heat and the Brooklyn Nets. And the Nets and possibly the Celtics. Possibly the Celtics. What about the Raptors? They're, I think the Hawks will be better than the Raptors. Wow. After losing Ibaka and Gasol, even though they got Baines. I mean, if they get, the if they a, get a top now. If they get a top two three seed, Trey Young will probably be MVP candidate. Probably. I don't think they're gonna get that high, but I mean it's possible. In the East, who knows? Well, they're definitely going to go from the bottom to the towards the top and be a, a playoff team. Which well, I don't know. The last time they were a playoff team, it's been a few years, hasn't it? Um, not too long ago, because they used to have that team with Jeff Teague um, and Kyle Korver and oh, right. Al Horford uh, right. and uh, Damari Carroll. And Paul Millsap, right? 
That team had the best record in the East not too long ago, four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, I think it's maybe a little bit longer than that, but yeah. Uh, really? Has it been that long? Yeah, I think so. Uh, this last decade just went by so fast. I'm looking yeah. it up to see. I think it was like 2015. Um, I think it was like 12 or 13. When they when they won 60 games with but with Coach Bud. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking yeah. this up. I'm almost sure. Yeah, 2015, the 14-15 season. Yeah, wow. the 14-15 season. They were 60 wins. The next year they were 48. The next year they were 43. Um, and uh, lost in the Eastern Conference first round. And they haven't been in the playoffs since. So 2017 was the last playoff. So they missed the playoffs three straight years. And, uh, well, they'll make it this year, and they'll make at least a second round. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of gelling that they have to do. Ostensibly, if they got in the playoffs, they'd have playoff Rondo. But it has to all fit together. I think they have a good uh, coach. And it will. Uh, I think the, the new players, you know, Bogdanovich is very excited to be there. That's where he wanted to go. Gallinari is excited to be there. The young guys are all excited for the new guys to be there. I think they're going to get along just fine. They're going to be a dangerous team. Wow. So you're not even talking playing. You're talking top six in the playoffs, definitely team. Definitely, yes. And I'll who talk am I missing from the? Who am I missing? In a few weeks, we're going to go over my my Eastern Conference. Yes, yes. Predictions, and we'll Did go I miss that, but... an Eastern Conference team contender? Bucks, uh, Sixers, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Nets. That's right. So there's seven teams no. that people consider playoff teams before the Hawks. I mean, right. the, from from previous years and the addition of Durant. Years. Yeah. The Hawks are going to make that big of a jump. That's what I'm telling you. We'll, and we'll say I'll talk more about that. Okay. With your Eastern Conference. Right, right, right. Which is in two weeks. Eastern two Conference weeks. preview, two weeks so from tonight. And then the next week we'll do Western oh, by the way, predictions after that. By the way, Nate McMillan got a job. Oh, where's he at? I don't remember. I'm looking it up right now, but I, I heard. I hear that, yeah. I heard he's an assistant coach. Oh, guess who he's an assistant coach for? Who? The Hawks. <laughs> nice. They got Nate McMillan, dude. That means they're hey, well, going to be good. They got a guy, and they have an offensive guy. So, and so yeah, they're, they're going to be good. Yep. So they got Nate McMillan. Yep. Uh, are the God, did you know he coached season? us for eight years? Eight years. I know. I can't, it's hard to believe. Oh, no, seven. Just oh, seven, seven, yeah. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Seven eight. years. Wow. Seven years, yeah. But uh, Stotts has been here. This is his ninth year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this only, is his ninth year. Yeah, We've had nine straight Jack years. Ramsey has been there longer. He's been a coach as long as Dots. We've had we've had Lillard, Olshay, and Stotts. They all joined us in 2012. And they've been with wow. the team ever since. That's crazy for yeah. Blazers. Yeah. Team to go through GMs a lot, yeah. Coaches a lot, so that's interesting. Remember when we just kept yeah. firing GMs? Yeah. You remember when we like didn't even have a GM for a while? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there was a quick turnover for a while. There was Steve Nash, and I mean, uh, uh, Steve. Wait, what? There was a Nash, right? <laughs> John Nash, um, Steve Patterson, John Nash, and then Cho, and then yeah, yeah, we had Pritchard for a little while, yep. and then yep, just kept turning over, yeah, you guys, and finally we got Olshay, yep, 
And then with coaches as well, I mean, you know, we had, you know, Cheeks and then McMillan, and then we had, uh, I think Pritchard was our coach for, like, the end of the season. Yeah. And we had then McMill- Joe Canales for the end Gave of the season. Yeah. And we had, so, yeah. And we had Stotts. Stotts, yeah. Going into his ninth season. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, yeah. One more question. Yeah, James asked, are the Lakers better than last season? Are they really better? Well, people are saying they are because they've got, like, big names like Montrezl Harrell and Dennis Schroeder, who were one and two um, in uh, the race for sixth man of the year um, last year. But, like, when it comes to playoff time, is Dennis Schroeder better than than uh, Rondo was? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. When it comes to playoff time, Montrezl Harrell was having trouble staying on the floor in the series against Denver defensively. So, I mean, it seems like they've got more scoring, and more scoring might help them win more games versus uh, in the in the regular season. But I don't know. I mean, they lost Dwight Howard, who was a big part of what they did. They lost JaVale yeah. McGee. They lost um, Rondo, who was considered the third best player in the NBA Finals. So... We'll see. Yeah, they lost their physicality. Yeah, yeah. They, they traded physicality for finesse and, yeah. you know, shooting. You know what and, I was doing before we started our podcast? I was trying to crunch the numbers because yeah. um, we have to think of the numbers differently this year since the season's only um, 72 games on. Right. Like, for instance, to get a 500 record, obviously you only need to win 36 games. Um Right. A fifty There's win season, a fifty season. win season in a normal year, is only a forty four win season. So you talk about oh we're going to win fifty games this year. You talk about hey man we're going to win forty four games right, right. And a sixty win season is like winning fifty three, fifty four games. So like we're having like a an amazing season. That's like winning fifty three games, right. So. And no one will be breaking the record for best regular season record ever because no one can win 73 games. <laughs> right. There's only 72 of them. They can beat... Uh, That's true. They can beat best winning percentage. And to do that, let me see what they'd have to do. So if you win 70... If 73 divided by 82 is 0.89000, so then we multiply that by... Um, 72 and we equalize 64 so if you want to set the record for best regular season percent shooting percentage i mean best regular season percentage you have to win 64 games so a 64 and 8 record that's better than 73 and 9 is that right or 65, wow, 65 and 7. Let me look at that up again. Let's see. So six, let's see. 65 divided. 65 divided by 72. Ah, math. Why are you messing me up? 65 divided by 72 equals 90.902777, right? 
So yeah. times 82, that would be 74 wins. Yes. So if you want to break the record for best winning percentage in a season ever, you have to win 65 games. I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, the Bucks aren't going to do that. No team's going to do that. It's not going to happen. Even the, Lake, the Lakers aren't doing it. Are, are the Lakers better than last season? They're not worse than last season. Um, are they better? It depends. Uh, is, does Dennis Schroeder really want to be there? Um, Montrose Harrell's uh, strengths. I think the thing they definitely have going for them is confidence. They've done it now. That's true. Davis yeah. has done it. Davis is a champion. He's done it now. Yeah. So there's no, He's done there it no now. lingering so is, doubts. There still are no there? doubts. Can you do it? Can it be done? You know, yeah, so. but now it's just about desire because yeah. they've already done it. Yep. Well, LeBron probably wants to win five, six championships in his career. So he's got. Well, he wants to catch up to Michael Jordan, of course. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. but we what don't want to let that happen. No, we can't let it happen, Blazers. Come on. <laughs> uh, Greg has a comment. He says, "Can't believe the NBA season is about to start again already. Best Christmas present ever." Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. That's what I'm hoping Blazers on like a Blazers Christmas game to start the season would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Perfect. Uh, and our last question from Jeff kind of plays off an earlier question he asked. Why are analysts saying Denver, Utah, and Dallas are better than the Blazers? Well, Utah had a better record than us last year by a mile. We had a we, we had a bad season. We we were injured, but we had a bad we're season. Terribly injured though. Would they have had a better record if we were healthy the whole season? I don't know. I mean, Dave and CJ were healthy basically the whole year. And then, yeah, as far as Dallas Marcus, goes, we didn't have Collins, we didn't have Ronnie Hood. We were missing a lot of pieces. Dallas is considered really good because. Um, they have Luka Doncic who made an incredible leap from his rookie year to his second year. So people are like, what's he going to do in his third year? So he's considered like, you know, I know a lot of people are picking him as their favorite to win MVP this year. So, but I think Lillard's got a chance at MVP. So we'll see. We'll see. Play the games out and see what happens. Right. Yeah. I don't know why they're saying Denver's better. I mean, they, they got worse. They lost. Jeremy Grant. Uh, Jeremy Grant, and they lost Mason Pumley. Tory Craig. They didn't get anything back for it. Yeah, they signed Jamichael Green. but He's a good player. I mean, come, yeah, he's a good player, but he doesn't make up for losing Jeremy Grant. He doesn't. And Mason Pumley, that's going to hurt them. Um, they do have, they still have their core. Do you think um, um, Jamal Murray will take... A little bit worse. Do you think Jamal Murray will have a better... Because he, he usually plays well in the playoffs, but his regular season's... Or nothing to get too excited about. Do you think Jamal Murray's an all-star this year? Yeah, perhaps. Right. I yeah, mean, the way he yeah. was playing in the playoffs, you'd have to say yes. But yeah, he has to yeah, play that way. That way than he yes, has to play that way. Know, in the, you're saying. Right. You know, the, the difference between his regular season play and his playoff play, there's, you know, he has to make up that difference right. this coming season. To, and if he does, then yeah, he's probably going to be an all-star. Right. But there's so many guards. Right in the league that are so good, it's yep. hard to be get an all star. That's why it'd be good. It'd be good with. for um, Western guards if both Harden and Westbrook were traded to the Eastern Conference. That would help. It out. would open yeah, up. It would open up spots, you know, for Devin Booker and CJ McCollum. Perhaps CJ McCollum. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was the other guard we were just talking about? 
Uh, Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray, exactly. Right. So those guys make it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is, Denver, is Utah better? I don't know. They did make a lot of changes last season, but... Again, the Blazers, you know, they had a better record, but the Blazers were injured. Yeah. They would have the far, Blazers would have had a far better record had they not been. Right, um, right. So it's hard to say. Dallas, yeah, Doncic is amazing. He'll only get better. They added, uh, um, they traded for Josh Richardson. He's not as good a shooter as Seth Curry, but, he, you know, he brings more defense. You know, Chris Porzingis, we'll see how he comes back if he's the same. Um you know, they got a good supporting cast, but are they better than the Blazers? I don't know. Right. I don't know if any of those three teams are. We'll see. Right. I think they'll I think they'll all be up there. But I mean I think the Blazers could potentially be like we were talking about in the other question, the second seed or the third seed, you know, below the Lakers and the Clippers. Right. So but definitely top four and then those other teams are you know, all within the top six teams. Six, seven teams, so six teams. So yeah, that's our questions. Uh, if you want, would like to submit your questions for next week's episode, you can do so on our Twitter page. Drop us a tweet at, at with NBA. Uh, you can go ahead and submit questions at our Facebook Around the NBA with uh, Chris Eric Facebook page, the uh, Blazers Forum Facebook page, or of course at dripc2.com on Sundays. There's always a thread there for you to submit your questions. We always look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening. As always, go Blazers. Go Blazers. Blazers.